How's it going, everybody? So, here to do my review of the first couple episodes of Secret Invasion. So, I wanted to try to, I wanted to wait to review, uh, well, especially because I didn't do a review right when I watched episode one last week. Um, but then, uh, after hearing what some of the people that I follow that had got to see it early, um, because, you know, they got shown the first two episodes early, I wanted to wait until after the second. I realized since I had already waited a couple days, you know, before I even thought about doing a review, I figured, you know what? I want to have the same experience as a lot of the influencers that I like to watch uh, to gauge what I think. Because I definitely had a lot of thoughts after last week. And I definitely have more thoughts after this week about Secret Invasion. So uh, before we go any further... Uh, I will say, uh, spoilers, obviously, um, this is not a spoiler-free review, so if you have not watched both episodes yet, go watch and then come back. So, to get into the nitty-gritty, um, so first let me cover last week just a little bit. Um, I had some of the same qualms that other people did with last week, but ultimately, all in all, I thought the first episode of Secret Invasion was absolutely incredible. And honestly, I think this episode, episode two, is even better. Um, but I didn't really like that they killed Maria Hill. Uh, and even after this episode, I gotta say, I really, um, I really disagree with this decision. Um, I don't think it makes sense narratively. Um, I think Maria Hill is too important of a character. Uh, I get that you know, she isn't what the character is in the comics. And that they definitely have not done her as well as, uh, you know, what fans have come to expect. But I still think in the MCU's own way, you know, Maria Hill has been there almost since the beginning. I mean, since the first Avengers movie, at least. So to you know see her splattered out through the MCU as we have you know uh, to then have this happen um, I'm still not well no, let me rephrase that I, be, I, I, I was going to say I'm not sure but I am sure I don't like this decision. If there is a debate switch somewhere in the show where, oh, nope, she's really alive, or it was really a scroll that looked like her, or something, you know, if it really is Maria Hill, and this is the way she's going out, I do not like it. Even if they try to paint it in some kind of heroic, like, hey, we got the bad guys in the end kind of thing, no. You don't do a character like Maria Hill this way. Um, 
You know, I would feel the same way about, you know, to use the Netflix uh, Marvel shows. I would feel the same way if you did this with Luke Cage. I would feel the same way if you did this with, you know, Foggy or, you know, any of the side characters that's in the, the Netflix verse, you know. There's just, when you have a character that has been around for a while, that's established, that you know a bunch of other characters are connected to, you have to be very careful about how you choose to take said character out. Because at the same time, on the other side of the coin, I will also say, I'm not saying you can't kill Maria Hill and it makes sense. Right? And even for this particular story, I'm not even saying that if we had gotten a little bit more time with her, if they had done this story after getting giving her her time in the spotlight, I'm not even saying it wouldn't have worked then. But... I felt like they just really wanted to have that big, impactful death, and they chose her to be the character to get rid of, and I disagree. I disagree with that decision, you know? I mean, I, I mean I, I've read all the comments. I've seen all the thoughts that people have on TikTok. I've read what people are saying on Twitter, and there is a little bit of shades of truth to everything everybody has said on both sides. The people who don't have a problem with it at all and the people that absolutely hate it. There is truth on both sides to a lot of it because a lot of it is comes down to storytelling. You know, a lot of it comes down to her lack of screen time in the MCU. Um, there's a lot of different things. And so... Um, there is the possibility that by the end of this show, I will come to terms with it and accept whatever the truth may be about Maria Hill. But I will never be at 100%, though. Um, if, assuming she is actually dead. I just don't, I just don't agree. I don't agree. This is, there's only been a handful of things since... 2008 that I haven't agreed with in what Feige has allowed to happen in the MCU. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking very few, minim, you know, minis, minimal things. But this is one of them. This is one of those things where I'm like, nope, can't give you that. You know? Um, but all of that out of the way, I wanted to talk about that first because that's the only thing that I have a problem with. I think everything about these, everything else about these first two episodes have been absolutely some of the best, not just MCU stuff that we've gotten so far in Disney+, Plus, but I think it's some of the best espionage stuff that we've gotten in TV in a long time, you know, since Person of Interest and, and, and shows like that, you know. I don't think we've had a show this good like this in a while. Um, and they definitely have me, like, hooked into the story of what's going to hap- happen next. So, like, I'm, I'm here until the end, not just because I'm an MCU fan, but the story so far is absolutely out of this world good so far. Um, 
that whole scene between Rhodey and Fury in this episode, I think, is one of the best acted scenes just ever. You have these two powerhouses in Samuel L. Jackson and Don Cheadle, and they are absolutely swapping blows with each other, you know, so to speak. Like, Rhodey speaks so much truth to Fury, you know? F- the the this version of fury and I, and I, I and you know i don't know that much of, i don't know that much about the comic version of fury um either version the, the classic where he's white or the shaft slash Samuel L. jackson reincarnation of him i don't really know that much about comic fury but the version of him that we've gotten on film he's a very complicated character he's definitely a good guy He's definitely not a bad guy, I don't think, but he's really morally gray. He, he he makes decisions that, you know, I do agree with other people that say, while, while he is doing everything to keep Earth safe and he is doing things that he, that he honestly thinks is the right decision, at the end of the day, he is arrogant in the sense that he is going to do Fury is going to do what Fury is going to do. Because he has an idea in his head what he thinks is best. And he is going to charge forward with that regardless of who gets in the way or who gets hurt in the process. That's just the person he is. And it's really interesting seeing him for the first time really be challenged by somebody in that you know, um, I hope as this show goes on, we get a little bit more clarification on just how long it's been since he's been on Earth. Because, you know, they say that he's been gone for a long time. So are they trying to say that the only time that we've actually seen Fury is in Captain Marvel? And, well, because I don't know, like, is the only version of, is the only time that we've seen it, it, like, is the only real versions of him that we've seen is him now and Secret Invasion, the little end post credit scene or whatever movie it was where he, we see him in space and Captain Marvel? Is that it? Like, is him in Winter Soldier and him in... Avengers, you know, and at the end of Iron Man, is all of that Talos? Like we saw at the end of Far From Home? You know? Like, I don't have a problem with them setting up this idea that he's been gone for a long time. And maybe my, my, maybe I'm missing something timeline-wise. Maybe I'm forgetting the timeline but I know in our reality like in real life we're not that extremely far removed anymore from the time period you know they did that whole time jump thing in Endgame on purpose so that we would kind of be closer together in in, you know in the timeline so 
Are they saying he's only been gone since coming back after being dusted? Or or what? Because I'm, I'm still kind of confused on the timeline as far as that. You know, like I loved that conversation between him and Talos on the train. Especially because I watched an interview that Sam Jackson did. And he said that with the exception of a few things um, that were put into the story that he tells um, that needed to be there for the MCU, that story he tells is inspired by his real life. So that's really cool, I, th- I, th- I think. Um, I think it just makes it more believable or more real that way. I think it's cool that Sam Jackson was willing to like use that story as a, as a thing for Fury. I, I think it really worked. Um, but yeah, but you know, it's like, you know, Talos talks about how he's been gone for so long that he didn't think he would, he was even coming back. Like, I mean, how long are we talking about? You know, like I'm again, I'm just a little bit confused. Like I'm 70% there. Like I, 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 I get the whereabouts. I just, I need those last, like, the last 20, 30%. It's like, you know, because I, 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 like, I can totally believe that it's been Talos the whole time. And the only time we've really seen Fury is Captain Marvel and this. I could believe that, you know. I could also believe it was Fury all the way up until getting dusted. And then when he came back, he was like, I'm not ready to come back to, like, I, I need a break. I could also believe that. And maybe he just, you know, hasn't been around since then. But that's not the impression I get from the conversation him and Talos has. So that's why I'm confused. Because up until now, I thought the assumption was he's only been gone since the end of Endgame. Like, when he comes back after being dusted. But if that's not the case, if he's been gone longer... Because we know it was actually... Because here's the thing, and this is what makes it even more confusing, and almost kind of makes it where, like, the timeline doesn't make sense. Because we know it was real Nick Fury who gets dusted. Because Talos takes his place in fucking Far From Home. And that's the only way that makes sense. Just on that level, you know. So, because basically what I'm saying is, I'm not saying that's the only way to make Nick Fury not there make sense. There's plenty of other explanations for that. But what I'm saying is, the Nick Fury who was dusted couldn't have been Talos, because Talos is who took his place. So, if we're going to assume that it was the real fury then I don't know you know what I mean I don't know I'm just confused I'm confused but but I'm here for the ride you know we got what four more episodes what is it six episodes so I'm curious to see by the end of the next four episodes if they explain the timeline of Nick Fury better I hope they do. Because I really don't understand. 
But yeah, but you know, all in all, I love the series so far. I probably won't do another review until the show is over. It's because there's only six episodes, you know, whatnot. Um, while I'm definitely enjoying the show after the first two episodes, it's not really one that I feel like I have to talk about week to week. So I'd rather just finish it. I kind of do it like a movie, you know? I'd rather just finish it and then talk about the whole thing when it's over. So I think that's probably what I'm going to do. So hope you enjoyed my review for the first two episodes. I will see you in four weeks. And I will let you guys know what I thought of the entire show. Um, Peace out. And I'll see you guys in the next podcast.